0: This is the Dudes in Christ
1: and
0: dudes Podcast. Podcast. What's poppin'? This is Dudes in Christ Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Fowler.
1: I'm Josh Cullum. Joshua Garris.
0: I didn't do it I, I couldn't what do that happening? Accent. <laughs> What's <up>, happening <what's> <laughs> So uh, thanks for tuning in to another Fresh dropped episode On the Dudes in Christ podcast We uh, We're still at it So, yeah. uh, All three of us this week Yes yeah, yeah. Back, in back. <laughs> The lineup is full Glad to be back So uh, what y'all <clears throat> What y'all been up to
1: same old, same old, same old. Yeah, working, <laughs> finishing up uh, that bedroom that I built a yes, while back. <laughs> I'm, I,
0: if you remember, like on Finally. episode three, Josh was building up. a bedroom. We, <laughs> <laughs> I think, we're on episode forty-three, and he's got it accomplished. I got rushed through,
1: <laughs> got rushed through, and got my daughter moved into it. And wasn't the floor wasn't done completely or finished out laying out the, the flooring. I finished that and finished putting up the trim. Typical man. This week. No, you're not typical. Oh, yeah. You finished. It. I finished. Yeah, I still got a long way to go though. Still gotta put siding <laughs> on the outside. And ah. Next year. Springtime maybe. There'll be <laughs> time for that. Yeah. <laughs> just always time. Yeah. It's wrapped, so it ain't gonna leak or nothing. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, it'll hold. Tell us tell us what's been going on with you, Reverend Fowler.
0: Oh man. Reverend. I don't know about Reverend, but <laughs> But uh lots of carbs and sodium and and water. Yeah. So getting ready for next week's next week's oh, yeah. meet. Mm-hmm. Uh doing a little carb sodium water loading. Gotta cut about ten pounds, so gonna get everything nice and full and then Tuesday at eight AM the depletion starts. So
2: start squeezing
0: it out. Yeah, see so if we can get it all wrung out and and uh make weight.
1: Make a drink for that.
0: Yeah, magnesium mm-hmm. Yeah, They sure do. <laughs> the the instant clear. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take this over about 72 hours, so it's not going to be slowly. Yeah, it's not going to be one of them painful bathroom <laughs> every five minute experiences. <laughs> right, right up to your squat opener. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> still empty. <ends. laughs> but yeah, no, would, I've been be I've been uh, been doing that. Finished up uh, prep the uh, the heavy part <clears throat> we'll deload this week and uh you know hopefully, prayerfully everything is you know, goes good. No injuries is is the biggest. Yeah. You know, that's always a plus. And then uh if you uh, hit some PRs on the platform, that's yeah. just a, a bonus, you know, thankful for being able to to do it and uh man just have fun. You know, a lot of people take this stuff serious and and really aren't even competitive, <laughs> right. and and I I I do take it serious. Don't let me get you wrong. But if I miss miss a lift or whatever, you know, just there's always next time, so no need to get so beat up and aggravated. <laughs> Wait a second, what, <laughs> <laughs> Josh? <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's something I enjoy. So um, I just thank the Lord that He's letting me do it. So.
2: Yeah. How you feeling uh coming off like going into the D load? Feeling strong, feeling
0: Uh s- deadlifts yesterday, I hit my openers again and um and I'm just I'm ready for a deload. It's it's <laughs> it's creeping up. So I'm right. I'm definitely ready to
1: taper back. Didn't I see you hit a PR this week? Uh
0: this week I just took openers, so the week before the week I before. I did hit a um I hit a deadlift. PR in the gym, 520, and then a, a total squat PR platform or more, um, gym at 505. So, yeah, the mm-hmm. gym lifts definitely went up. So if that translates to, uh, you know, increase on the platform, which it should, usually does, mm-hmm. once everything's kind of healed and, and primed and then the atmosphere, it's always oh, good yeah. for at least 20 horsepower. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: especially if – uh john vick's there yeah. or somebody who's going to be yelling from the good old back, the back of the room yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, well and, and for those of you uh who are listening who the lingo is confusing or whatever uh you you accumulate strength and fatigue kind of at the same time you know yeah. over long periods of training and um you know there's some scientific principle or uh, approach that it allows us to try to deload the fatigue while maintaining the, the fitness and the strength, and that's always a concern going into the yeah. meet is, you know, hoping that you haven't spent too long um, to where the fitness is gone or, you know, the strength is deteriorating or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, I, I won't say that it's such a science that,
0: yeah. you know, you, you can't <clears throat> some worry Some about, people but. can probably relate it. Josh, you might can remember. I know y'all's from Risco, so the— The athletics, you know, it's up and now I'm just kidding. But, uh, like, uh, you remember playing basketball, like they call it the holiday legs. Mm. Like, you come from Christmas break and all of a sudden everybody can, like, put their hand in the rim. (laughs) You know, everybody, like, gains six inches on the vertical. It's it's because you recovered, you know, you took some time off, and this is the same thing. You're taking a week and trying to really recover, and then hopefully on the platform you'll have that extra bump, you know, just like you did on – after Christmas break like, in basketball. Like, throw it
1: up for me. Throw it up. For yeah. Me. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've grown. But, so, how was y'all's Thanksgiving? Was, this good. last week was Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah.
2: It was good. But, yeah. by the way, I hope everybody had a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like, I, I was thinking about this last night. Like, we didn't even, we got through the entire podcast and didn't even mention, I don't think. That we did at thing, the end. Okay. Okay. Uh, good. Well, I was like, mind. man, we didn't even say anything about Thanksgiving. And, you know, we it, it was and,
1: good. But, uh, y'all know, I wasn't here last week because my, my little girl tested positive for COVID, which she had some minimal signs or wouldn't even really signs of what they say COVID. I guess besides fever, but right. she tested, so we had to quarantine from everything. Apparently, but work they don't they <laughs> don't care. You have to be there unless she shows signs or symptoms or test positive. But so we we were out, so our our uh, Thanksgiving got messed up because we couldn't be around anybody, and we definitely couldn't be around my dad. Like as soon as we knew, we stopped all yeah. contact with my parents, and uh, so we didn't get to see them for Thanksgiving, which he wasn't in, really in the mood to have a bunch of people at their house anyway. But right. like my sister, my older brother, they went out like that evening for just a little bit, and then let him rest. But uh, I, I actually got to see him yesterday for the first time in you know two weeks, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah. So we, me and my wife, tested ourselves and we're negative and. And we tested the boys they're negative tested casey she's negative so um so we're back at it but you know our holiday kind of got thrown off it wasn't yeah. like norm- normally we get at least all our family especially this year with dad being in the good condition he is we wanted to be together they kind of put a little stumble block in it but right. you know what we, we got next year and we all, all know right. that everybody <coughs> be there next year absolutely we christmas got christmas coming up, coming too. up. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah man christmas we're about seventy-five percent done. I think. We as far are one percent done.
0: I actually, yeah. bought the first one yesterday. Really? I was like, ooh, we might need to get on that. Yeah, yeah.
2: we we made our list, and Eileen was like, "We bought four gifts." <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> well, yes, only you know eight or nine yeah. people left to go. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my yeah. Thanksgiving was good. I mean, like I, yeah. we uh, we got to spend time with everybody. Found out that Eileen has a gluten intolerance we're pretty sure kind of nailed that down yeah yeah uh, <laughs> eating yeast rolls and, like one bite of a yeast roll and her face got all red and puffy but yeah um
1: well anyway i mean the the
2: this time spent with family was awesome yeah it's, yeah
1: it's always great to get with family and visit and talk and catch up yeah. absolutely some of them you you'd like to see every day yeah. other ones you are happy to see him once a <laughs> year, yeah. twice a year. Thankful. <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> Eric talked about thankful. Yeah, yeah thankful. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but anyway, y'all want to go ahead and dive on into this?
0: Yeah. Are you guys
1: yeah. good? Let's roll. Uh-huh. All right. So um, last week we talked about um, Jesus
2: uh, talking talking about himself as the way, the truth, and the life, and uh, kind of address some of those. And really looked at uh, the priority, I guess, of, of Jesus becoming, um, like drawing closer to him, I guess, and uh, sort of the source. And, and some of this was just drawn from, from my own life, uh, some of the stuff that I'm going through and wanting him to be the source of uh, things that, you know, Holy Spirit's kind of been dealing with me on, uh, you know, entertainment. A source of uh, learning um, really wanting to have you know a, a better source of understanding and not necessarily um using a bunch of outside information you know to better understand the word just kind of um you know a, again for the last month just really like studying daily and um <clears throat> just kind of feeding myself you know or, or being fed i guess uh, daily bread and things like that. Um, So if you got it for, first of all, if you, if you didn't listen last week, I urge you to go back and and listen to that um, to kind of give, give a little more context. Um, But if you did, I feel like we can go forward and um, just talk about, I kind of just want to talk about some, some more things that, uh, that God's been dealing with me on. And uh, I guess I kind of want to preface this by saying that, you know, I, have never felt like a religious, you know, zealot or any kind of crazy person. And I wouldn't urge people to, um, to jump in, you know, half heartedly and start throwing things out the window or, or anything like that. But, um, in prayer and, you know, with, with much care, I think God will, will lead you, um, along that, along that path. So, um, So aside from the other things that I that that God had been dealing with me with or on probably over the course of the last month to six weeks, um, as I've been in prayer and as I've been studying and things like that, just really um, talking to God and trying to lean on him more heavily as uh, my source, you know, to really answer that question um, that, you know, was put put on me by Holy Spirit is, you know, will you. Will you um, will you depend on me you know what I mean like am I gonna be the source or am I gonna be a source um, A couple of the things that have that have come along that have been a little harder to process and honestly like as I've processed them they've been a little more hurtful I guess uh, I, I don't want to say hurtful but they've been it's just been more difficult to, to bear and to deal with uh, fulfillment is one of them. And I'll just, I just list them up front. Fulfillment, security and joy. Um, So I don't consider myself uh, like a a person that hopefully Holy Spirit is never going to have to, to take me down a few notches in terms of like pride. Uh, But I will say that, you know, uh, in terms of like lifting uh, in terms of where, where I am, Versus where I started in life um, and that's, you know, in my marriage. So I'll include my wife in this as well, where we are now versus where we started. You know, like uh, I feel like we've been pretty successful and and I, I thank God for all of that. It's not, yeah, I don't right. think that it's me in any, in any way, but um, you know, I'm very fulfilled in my life. Like I love, uh, I love owning a gym, you know, I love lifting at the gym. I love the relationships that the gym has brought along. So they right there. Just those th- three statements is probably going to give you an idea of where God's, you know, where God's hitting me. Um, because that also brings that security and joy in behind it. Um, and so as I've, uh, as I've been praying, uh, really, really trying to give things to God. Um, you know, I, I mean, and the the prayer has become a lot more serious to the point where, uh, when Paul talks to the church in Philippi, uh, you look at Philippians three, eight through ten, um, when he's talking about, or actually, if you look at just Philippians three, the whole whole chapter, he's talking about um, all the things that he could really hang his hat on, you know, uh, in a more physical sense, and then he talks about how he counted he he. As he lost those things to gain a greater knowledge of Christ and a greater understanding, a greater walk with God, uh, he had to give those things up. Or he, I would say, you know, for us, it's more of like a surrender. God may let you keep them. You know, but as he lost those things, he just began to see them as uh, you know, nothing, as rubbish, you know, as trash. Yeah. Um, and so that's been, you know, that's been a large part of my prayer is, God, I want to get to the point where um, – the stuff that the stuff that was that came before this, you know, the stuff that was before you, and the the stuff that was before this commitment, um, I want to come to see it as just lost. You know, it, it was it was nothing. It amounted to nothing, um, in light of what I'm gaining. You know, on the other side, and in light of what I'm gaining as I come closer to you. So, uh, <clears throat> the strange thing is though. Those prayers are always really fun, and uh, you know I'm very uh, passionate and emphatic as i'm praying yeah. them, but
0: <laughs> the the
2: transitional period when God begins to draw things away from you, or when when um, he I feel like in my own life he's kind of been just uh, making me feel. So not necessarily – I'm not physically – have not physically lost anything, but it's like I've been having the feeling, um, and it's very it, – for several weeks has been inexplicable that, like, people are being drawn away from me. And if you're listening to this and you're a friend, please don't think that I – don't think that we're friends anymore, but it's like that. that's how it has felt. Uh, and I explained it to you guys earlier. It felt like an exodus, like over the last month. Um, particularly at the gym. So, again, God is highlighting this one area of my life where clearly I I look to that place and and the idea of owning it as a business as fulfillment and certainly as security, Mm -hmm. you know, and I derive a lot of joy from it. And, um, you know, he's kind of starting to, I feel like, put his his hands on it. Um, So shame on me if i gave it up to him and now i now i'm you know now i can now i'm wanting to grasp at it but um it's just felt like people who've like gone left and right and again we're not even losing business it's all in my it's all in my head and in my spirit right. yeah. um so you know it just feels like uh people who came in as as friends like i don't see them anymore and granted it's the holiday season so if i don't see you over the last two weeks it's really <laughs> yeah. because you've been stuffing yourself with turkey right. and you just are too you know <clears throat> lethargic to be in yeah. the gym. Yeah. I, I know that was the case for us, but um, man, it's just it's it. You know, I, I've suffered from clinical depression depression for twelve, thirteen years, and since my healing uh, from that in twenty eleven, I mean, this has been the closest thing to almost feeling depressed. Yeah. Uh, and it was again, it was inexplicable for several. Days. I didn't know what was going on. You know, and I'm like, God, why are all these, you know, why are all these like these relationships that I hold dear? Like, why does it feel like they're um, being pulled away from me? Um, You know, and and again, it, it just just in the last few days, there's been a realization that my identity, my very identity is all wrapped up in those things. And here I am, you know, saying these prayers. Uh, and, and really, you know, meaning them, but again, not really understanding. <laughs> if you if you step back from it and look at it on the balance, it makes perfect sense. Right. But it's like it, it's coming to me in an unexpected way. Um, so
0: um, before we go forward, do you guys have any? I mean,
2: if, if not, <clears throat> I, I, believe me, I can keep going. But
0: yeah. Um, well, I'll just the to get back to where where you first started. <clears throat> I think the listener needs to understand, too, um, you know, the, the the whole, I guess, where we're getting to is, is you talked about counting the cost. Um, and, you know, as we'll read through some passages and as you've kind of touched through Philippians 3, you see, you know, kind of, sh- you know, stripping away things and then, you know, getting – having a closer relationship with God. And you talked about uh, how you're not this religious zealot and all. And I think the listener just needs to understand once you, you said a key word before you got to where you are, you said for one, and I know you, I know you're a prayer type guy. I know you're a, a word type guy, but you mentioned, you know, you spent like six weeks in prayer and reading the word before you got to where we're sitting right now. So I think that's important to understand because a lot of times I think, especially around this year, we you call it a new year's resolution. We say, Hey God, I'm going to, I want to mm-hmm. get rid of this stuff and I'm going to concentrate on you. Well, <laughs> a lot of that never lasts because there's no preparation for that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's important that if you <clears throat> feel that calling and maybe if you feel that tug or, or that, that, um, that hey, you need to get relational with the Lord. You need to kind of get closer. I think it's important that you stay in prayer and stay in the Word uh, just to kind of, for one, to bring out, I don't want to say the emotion because, you know, pastor is heavy about, you know, we don't ever run off this game off emotion, but just to get you in the realization of saying, hey, this stuff is I'm, I'm kind of getting pushed away from this stuff, and here's why. Yeah. Whereas bef- if we would just strip it and call it a New Year's resolution, our why is because, hey, it's something I had done, right. not right. a right. seed or a thought or something that God has placed you know, in me. And so I think that was just a real mm-hmm. important. Well, uh,
2: and, and you, yeah, I've, I've, I, to, to piggyback <laughs> off that, I think you want to be prayerful about things, about decisions, and you know, to 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 every degree, you know that that you can. Yeah. But certainly, when something like this is coming along, being being prayerful and um, making sure that that that's what's actually going on with you, right? Uh, and and that actually takes me to my next to like my next point, which is kind of what what brought all the clarity to this. Thank God, finally, um, is like uh several weeks ago, um, just you know in prayer. Was just kind of led to um, start start journaling regularly, and I'm like, uh, now now granted, I love I'm somebody who loves writing, you know, I love language and I love reading and stuff like that. So uh, it's not necessarily anything hard, but it's like there's no there was no explanation, you know, as to why. So it's like, well, just do it, you know, just start. bringing the discipline to it and developing the discipline of, of journaling. So, um, you know, I'm, excuse me, I'm, uh, journaling the other day, you know, after some of this had kind of been revealed to me and I'm thinking about, it's like, it kind of hit me all at once that, you know, in my, uh, in my adult life and what I would consider my true, actual walk with God, like my true spiritual walk. And I'm sad to say that, you know, I began it 10, 11, 12 years ago and kind of stepped away for several years. And, you know, it's been pretty spotty. Um, but looking back on it, I realized the pattern that there is this, um, you know, this spiritual awakening in me. Uh, and I go through, I've actually said these these very same prayers before like god i'm i'm i want to give you all of this and and just fully surrender and uh and then again he you know if you if you if you mean it he's going to start drawing things away he's going to start pinpointing things that you need to you know put in the trash or you know uh, however however that process rolls out you know and for me it's kind of been different each time but um every time there was not enough uh There was not enough, I guess, maturity there and really hits on your point, like being prayerful about it, being continually prayerful about it and, uh, you know, thoughtful and and really like patient with the process. Um, This is the first time. So thank you, God. The first time that um, I've got on the other side of the panic and realized, like been able to step back and be like, well, dude, you, you know, you asked for this. And now he's, you know, he's drawing it away from me every, every time prior to this, um, I would begin to clutch back at things, you know, or just be left with a sense of total emptiness because here I am saying, you know, I want to spend more time in prayer so I can be closer to you. And then when all these things are, you know, washed out and washed away, I don't spend more time in prayer because I'm, I'm just like hurt that I had to lose these things. And again, it was like there was not even a consciousness of the fact that that was
0: what i had just asked for so i just thinking um, about how simple simple that is <laughs> like how how many times have you heard in church like you must empty yourself yeah. before you can be filled up and you know we it's easy to see maybe in somebody else or some but when it's like reading real time in your life you're like oh man i thought i was you know we use the word dry season. I thought that was just dry season. Right. Well, maybe he's he's just emptying you out so you can be filled with yeah. what he's wanting to fill you with. Yeah, I mean, yeah.
2: he's that's the crazy the crazy thing is
0: it every bit of it
2: is drawing me is supposed to I think his intention is like, "Hey fool, you know, get closer to me. Like you yeah. you just, you know, you're I mean, wanting to say you want to rely on me as your source." Like the source. And I mean, for all these things, fulfillment, security, joy, those are all huge things. So as I I draw one tiny thing away from you (laughs) and you scurry off instead of, you know, drawing, you know, I I was thinking about, um, you know, uh, John and, and, you know, putting his head in the bosom of Jesus and just wanting to be as close as he possibly could. And it's like, you know, I'm. Peter, like, <laughs> got my <sword> like, up. <laughs> and, and and like, oh, I don't know, you know, it's just uh, absolute confusion rather than saying, hey, you know, it, it's okay, you know, like you you take, I, I give it to you, and if you're taking it away from me, then that makes more room for me to draw closer to you, and and again, uh, some of the stuff that I was journaling about is, you know, we are, um, we are finite in our capacity you know, for, um, for what we appreciate, you know, what we hold dear and, um, what we prioritize and things like that. So it's like there, there cannot be, um, more filling um, with our, with our finite space. Like we can't fill it with more of him if we don't lose some of the things that are in an inappropriate place. Yeah. So, um, all that being said that's that's what I, I I was journaling and you know I'd been in prayer and it's like oh thank you know thank you lord for kind of bringing this up closer to full circle than it has ever been and I hope there's not much more to that and there probably will be though <laughs> but uh I was reading in Luke um and, and now that I'm the one talking what, what, we I believe it was in uh 14 1425 14, yeah, Okay yeah yeah Luke 14 twenty five. Uh and I'm just gonna if you guys are all right with that, I, I just wanna Yep, go read. for it. Well, actually, yeah.
1: Yeah. We're gonna go <laughs> we're gonna go New
2: King James. Okay. Um so great multi- multitudes were uh surrounding Jesus and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, <clears throat> brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it, lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all all who see it begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Um, and then you the, the very next thing, and what king going to, to make war against another king does not sit down first and consider whether he's able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20, or else while the other is still a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks conditions of peace. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. Um, And I think that's the the point that I really want to rest on today uh, for you, the listener, is um, counting the cost of... What following Jesus really looks like, because it you know that's that's where I am, and that was
1: that just jumped out jumped off the page at me um it's but, a it's a good spot to kind of see where where do you stand if you just listen and think about that, counting the cost of it, where do I stand by counting the cost am I offended by what's gonna happen? Yeah, it, does it hurt? Am I scared of you know throwing stuff away that I don't need in my life? because yeah. it's it's easy to go if you go one day without being in the Word or in prayer with God. It's easy to let something else fill that void, and it, it happens quick. Because I I've been there the last you know couple of weeks being out of church, and you know sometimes with a, a busy life like we have and hours we work being up early and stuff, it was easy to make an excuse for why I wasn't in the word. Yeah. And you know, you let something else come in and fill up that void. Yeah. Well, then, you know, you lose more of that relationship and then something else the next day comes in and fills that up. Yeah. And then before you know it, where you might've been, you know, 50, 50 of being filled with God and the other half of the world, then you're depleted even more because of, you know, like you said, maturity, lack of maturity. Mm-hmm. So
0: <clears throat> that's what um, I know. I've talked to you guys a little bit about before, but uh, that Built Ready Group, um, Heath Evans, yeah, <clears throat> the guy that run that. You know, he's he tells us a lot, and I've kind of been on the the back burner with everything so busy. I really haven't been involved in that much, but just following his uh, Instagram stories every morning, he'll he'll post every morning. Like choose who you will serve, and it's it's really like you said, it's a daily decision. Yeah, you know we can choose to serve the things that just satisfy our mind, or we can choose to be a disciple. We can choose to to start. You know, if we start our day, end the day, midday, wherever we can choose to, you know, have our daily bread, and it really comes down to that. Is is our, you know, just pleasures, you know, whatever. However we do that, yeah. are they more important to us than... Yeah, the desires of our flesh. Yeah. Over the absolutely. And I think <clears throat> Josh used the word a couple times, you know, the biggest thing is, is learning the discipline, just having mm-hmm. the discipline to do it, I and mean, it's not something that's always easy, um, but I think, you know, I think if you're choosing to be a disciple, I don't think you'll ever, you know, you, I don't think there'll ever be... On the other side of it, you're never going to say, Man, I wish I hadn't chose to follow God. You know what yeah, I mean? That's, yeah. <clears throat> I wanted to talk about a little bit just for those that probably just be honest, there's going to be some that's just going to read the word at face value about the hate word. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we sure. just need yeah. to talk about that a little bit. Right. Uh, you read there in Luke 14 um, 25 is where you picked up. A large crowd was following Jesus. He turned around and said to them, if you want to be my disciple, you must hate everyone else by comparison, your father, your mother, your wife, your children, brothers and sisters. Yes, even your own life. And <clears throat> I read that initially. I'm like, whoa, like what's going on here? You know, yeah. uh, you know, God commands us to love one another, you know, as ourselves. you know, the, and this the whole, like the New Testament commandment. If you could say, what is the commandment? It's to love. Right. So I'm like, Ah, something is not not right. setting right with me. Not that the not that this is wrong, but how I'm viewing that hate word is wrong. So <clears throat> I went to the Passion Translation. Uh, like I told you, all not. I don't honestly do not read. I, I do read out of the Passion Translation a little bit, but more so. Um, the commentary, the notes from it, seem I, I really enjoy that. Because they they explain <laughs> kind of and they go back to Greek, uh, Aramaic, they go kind of define the words for you. So just reading out of it um, as massive crowds followed Jesus, he turned to them and said, "When you follow me as your, when you follow me as my disciple, you must put aside your father, your mother, And so they use the word put aside. Well, the note for that <clears throat> is or hate. This is an Aramaic, Aramaic and Hebraic metaphor for putting Jesus above every other relationship. The Aramaic word sna, sna, is how it's spelled, sna. You can look that up if you want to. It has several meanings and can mean hate or put aside. In this case, <clears throat> or we can use the words in this context Jesus, the King of Love, is not saying to hate. But put aside every other relationship into second place. The meaning becomes quite clear uh, in the Aromatic language, <clears throat> and you know you can always use more word to back up the word. So if we would jump over to Luke five, where Jesus is talking about the first disciples, you know the, the original twelve, uh, Luke five eleven, you know it talks about how he goes before it, you know, he's like, hey, follow me, follow me. And you see in verse eleven, as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. So that kind of puts you know into context of the the hate slash put aside. You know, it's it's not that you, you know, emotionally hate all these people <laughs> and yourself. It's that, hey, you know, to be a true disciple, I'm willing to put aside you know every other relationship, and seek, you know seek seek Him very first, you know, yeah.
1: and then everything else falls in line. Yeah, it so says in to hate them in comparison. Yeah, to your love for Christ. So yeah, it's not that like you said. It's not that we don't love everyone, but in comparison to how much I love Christ, yeah, it should look like I hate you. Yeah. That's a hard one to grasp. Yeah. Like you said, because we're finite, right? Yeah. Yeah. Finite. finite. Yeah. (laughs) Where God is infinite.
2: Well, in our, again, not to sound like, not to sound just crazy, um, but um, I mean, our relationship with Him is eternal. And, you know, everything, everything else that we have here is totally. Temporal, and you know, it, I mean, it, it matters while we're here, but it's, uh, in, in light of what we have with him, it's, you know, almost nothing. Um, and again, I, I'm not, I love you, Eileen. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not so, <laughs> we are going to live with the dogs in heaven. So don't don't don't, 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 don't get me wrong. But, um, you know, uh, it's, it's, there, there is a, uh, there has to be, an understanding of of what we have in Him and how everything else is ultimately going to pale, you know, in comparison. Yeah, even though we are, you know, we're told to honor our father and mother, we're told to love our wife as Christ loved the church, as mm-hmm. you mentioned, Josh. But um, well, you know, it it's he has he has to be top top priority, and it puts me in my when you Justin when you said the thing about you know seeking it first, of course Matthew. Six comes to mind, and everything that he had said prior to um, verse thirty-three. You know, I feel like can apply to our relationships and things like that. You you don't have to worry about um, how those things are going to fall into place. Right. He's, yeah. he's yeah. not right. he's not asking you to discard them. Yeah. You no, know, he's a, he's asking you to to hold them in your pocket. You know, as you walk with yeah. him, walk with him. Yeah, so
1: absolutely, um, I like it. Josh is flipping fast. Well I I was at my lesson Ooh. for Sunday school today. Um uh, back
2: in the book of Genesis. Yeah, back in Genesis.
1: <laughs> and then uh, there was. And was talking about Joseph. And uh we know it's, it shows it tells in here that uh uh let me find it real quick. Anyway, Joseph, like, God, Joseph was prosperous because he put God first in everything that he did. Yeah. So even though he was sold into slavery, put in a pit, or put in a pit first and sold into slavery, and then he was sold to Potiphar, which was right under Pharaoh. So he was put in a higher position for his title, basically, for being a slave. He was a high slave. And you know because of his love discipline of uh, his passion for Christ and you know always putting God first and everything therefore anybody around him benefited through him so uh, whenever we decide like you've said I want to be you know right up next to Jesus I want to be as close as I could be to him then everything else behind that is going to be blessed yeah, and I mean, there's more, more, there's more than just that example of Joseph in the Bible, but that's one that I'm teaching on today. That's good,
0: dude. One kind of a thought that hit me between <clears throat> talking about, you know, he's not telling you to leave everybody, and then the comparison of Joseph. It seems like to me, it's more of a call to influence instead of being influenced. Yeah, like if that to be a sense. leader. Yeah, to like, you know you have this group of people that you're friends, you know, maybe you should be the one that sticks out instead of conforming to, right. you know what I mean? So, you know, just a thought.
1: Yeah. And I had to eat that last night and then today, and I was eating the podcast this week. <laughs> I told y'all when I uh, finally got to listen to it all the way through Yeah. and uh, just eating that. And then this lesson kind of came to me as I got in deeper and deeper and just, more understanding was coming to me like last like, night like I just stopped what I was doing stopped where I was at yeah. and just started praying asking God to forgive me for where I've come short because yeah. I, I, on a daily I do come short and uh, just stop and Tab's like I mean, what's wrong you lost or you don't <laughs> I'm just sitting there staring I was like <laughs> just shit my head no um, <laughs> kept on praying you yeah. know and, uh, yeah. but once we get that desire down in us and you know god he knows what to do and it's like like he said you you're mature enough to notice that that's what he's doing to you where sometimes i've been very immature about it and be like why is this happening to me Yeah. like why do i have to get rid of this you know yeah. and, and that happened a couple of weeks ago even pastor's message yeah you know telling us you know there's things that we need to throw aside that's holding us back Right. You know, it's not keeping us from heaven, but it's holding us back from where we could be, how prosperous we could be.
0: Yeah. That 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 thought there not keeping us from heaven at the very end of that Oh man. talks about the the worthless salt. Yeah. At the yeah. Very end of that.
1: I read that too.
0: <clears throat> salt more saltiness. <laughs> I've been studying on the salt stuff in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Salt is good for seasoning, but if salt were to lose its flavor, and this is Luke fourteen thirty four, 34. Um, salt is good for seasoning, but if salt loses flavor, how could it ever be restored? It will never be useful again. Not even fit for the soil or the manure, manure pile. If you have ears opened by the Spirit, then hear the meaning of what. So basically, <clears throat> what I get from that is effectiveness in the kingdom mm-hmm. of God, for one you know if if you're you know these like you said these things aren't necessarily maybe keeping you from heaven but your effectiveness in the kingdom of god might not be quite to where he's calling you to be if all these things are holding you uh holding your attention away from him or you know whatever the case is so it's yeah.
1: oh. and if like it says there it's not even good enough for it the manure pile even yeah even to be thrown out it's still not good enough yeah that's how you're just substance (laughs) yeah in the way yeah you guys got so
2: main thing from from all this today is um you know there there is a a cost to this um and somewhere you know somewhere in your walk and that's just what that happens to be the the place where where i am and i'm sure that so if you're listening, you know, there may be some of you that that's the place where you are, um, you know, just uh, be mindful. I mean, if we're told if we're told to count the cost, you know, then uh, it's certainly worth doing and um, realizing, you know, those things that are uh, dear to you, you know, and really looking at, hey, am I willing, you know, am I willing to surrender these things? Yeah. And, um, you know, luckily. Holy Spirit you know is is gentle I think you know right. I, he's not we're not just stripped naked and left completely alone you know like I feel like he peels things away from us um, as as a, as we can manage yeah and and as is uh, necessary um so you know but it, the ultimate end of that is drawing if you will if you will be mindful of what's going on the ultimate end of that is the ability to draw, nearer to him and be more full of him and um i mean that's what we all want you know and and if you're willing to do it uh the benefits will be great and i hope you know that's my whole thing is like right now i'm it's it's been some simple things like uh reading reading a little bit more praying a little bit more but uh i mean as he As he pulls bigger things away, you know it leaves a bigger space for him to fill, if you are willing. So, um, with that, I just urge you to be
1: mindful of of what you're asking him to do. Yeah. So, because everything that um, I wrote down here, from God's point of view, everything you do is for the kingdom. So, if we're making decisions that isn't furthering the kingdom or the needs of the kingdom, then we're working. Outside the will of God. Yeah. So like we that. have to be mature enough to, in our walk with God, to understand and to accept that discipline. Yeah. That, you know, hey, this is why this is happening. Be it good, be it bad. But like the Bible says, consider it all a joy. Yeah. For in the end. Yep. Like I said, the benefits far outweigh yeah. anything. And, and hopefully you'll get to the point where
2: everything you've lost, you you can look back at it and just say, "Well, you know, it, it wasn't worth anything no, anyway. Yeah. It, was, it, was it was trash. Water and water in my fingers. Rubbish. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
0: All right. I like it. Yeah. That's good. Well, thanks, guys, for tuning in on another episode. Um, we appreciate you guys. <clears throat> you know, y'all been with us. You know, there is like a group. Just checking the statistics here and there. There's a, a group of about 20 or 30 that's kind of rode with us this whole time. So yeah. we really appreciate you guys. And if you would, just share it along and, you know, let's uh, grow the kingdom together. Yeah. We love you guys. This is, this this is Dudes in Christ.